first of all, if we're going to talk about what it means to be an active investor, and if you listen to an earlier episode, I believe it's episode 21, that talks about the roles of a syndication. Welcome to the Lessons in Real Estate show, bringing you information directly from industry leaders in multifamily and commercial real estate. Each week, Anthony Pinto interviews top multifamily experts and digs into the hard lessons learned on their pathways to success. We get real to give you a more holistic picture and help you avoid pitfalls others won't tell you about. He will teach you about raising money, growing your portfolio, and attracting investors to your cause. And now your host, Anthony Pinto. Are you in the military, interested, but don't know how to get started in real estate investing? I get it. I was in the exact same boat, but I have good news for you. We have content made just for you. If you head over to our website at pintocapitalinvestments.com, you can hear about how I made the decision to start buying investment properties literally hundreds of feet underwater on a submarine. That's pintocapitalinvestments.com. But you're here for the show, so let's get into it. Hello, learners, and welcome to another edition of the Lessons of Real Estate show. I'm your host, Anthony Pinto. And today on PCI Teaches, we are going to be talking about a subject that is kind of confusing to some newer beginners. And I want to cover it because I really want to make sure that people understand what they're getting into when they get into a syndication or get into really real estate investing in general. And today's topic is going to be about the difference between a passive and an active investor. And I'm going to view this from the uh, framework of a syndication. So let's get to it. First of all, if we're going to talk about what it means to be an active investor. And if you listen to an earlier episode, I believe it's episode 21, that talks about the roles of a syndication. Those roles are, are pertaining to the active investor within a syndication or the general partners, as they're typically called. So within a syndication, um, generally, this is kind of, this is for the most part how it is laid out. You have two different groups of, of individuals or members, and this is usually spelled out within the private placement random when you're filling out your SEC documentation. But uh, they are called the general partners or the limited partners. And as you can imagine, we're going to talk about what the difference between those two are. So, what is a general partner? Well, the general partner is a person who is doing the majority of the work up front and throughout the uh, process of owning this syndication from actually contracting the pro property to negotiating it to uh, performing the due diligence, raising capital, doing the asset management after closing, uh, covering the risk capital like EMD and due diligence, and basically just being active on the deal, hence the active investor part of that. And uh, these are the ones who are typically going to be compensated for their work and on this property in some sort of split fashion, like a 70-30 split or a 20-80 split where the general partners get the 20 or the 30%. And uh, they make money do through their sweat equity, essentially through doing the work to get the property actually contracted, closed on, and taking care of it all the way to to uh, selling it at the end or refi or however. The, end, the extra strategy at the end uh, looks for that property. Now, on the other hand, we have the second group of individuals who are called the limited partners or could also be called the capital partners. And uh, these are the ones who are truly passive within the syndication format. Um, 
these passive individuals or capital partners can be the bank essentially or the lender of their funds for a down payment on a property. Uh, they could be the ones who are supplying the funding for a flip, uh, a burr, uh, if you've ever heard of that term before. Uh, essentially, they are the ones who are lending out the money and getting expected return back on their money for the project that they are investing in. So when you talk, when you hear people talking about uh, looking for investors, they're typically talking about looking for passive investors or individuals who can bring capital to their deal or to their organization or to their fund, whatever kind of format that they have set up to draw funds from. So as you can imagine, the capital partners or the limited partners are the ones who are bringing the capital. And what are they going to actually put their capital for? What are they actually investing in? Well, that money is actually going to go towards the down payment on the property. It could go towards the closing cost. It could go towards the required reserves for the lender, as well as just additional reserves that the general partners or the operators want to raise. And they may even cover repairs if the property or the loan that the property is being bought under, it doesn't have the repair or renovation costs rolled into it. That's typically seen as a bridge loan. And so for this expected uh, capital that they're putting up, they're going to get two forms of return on their money. Uh, you can call it that. Uh, and that's going to be the form of a debt uh, that they are owed or equity partners. So one, debt partners or equity partners. Now, how you structure how you actually want to do that depends on the deal. And, depend, and honestly, it depends on the limited partners who are coming in on the deal. Now, if you have limited partners who you know only want to have you know a fifteen percent return on their money, they don't care about anything else, or they only want ten percent, right? They don't care about anything else, including equity. They just want to see that ten percent coming into their account every month or every quarter, or something along those lines. Well, then those are the types of individuals who you could bring on as debt partners. And debt obviously is uh, not there's no really real upside um, if the Operators do a great job with owning the property, and let's say that they advertise 8% returns, and that actually turns out to be 16% returns or 20% returns, and they do a particularly stellar job. And so as a debt partners, you're not getting really anything above that since you don't have equity within the deal. So you're getting your offer 10% return and maybe a little bit extra if the operators are, are being nice, Right. Equity, on the other hand, uh, is basically saying that you are getting the cash flow, the tax benefits, the profits on the back end from a sell or a refinance equal to your equity position on that property. And this is the most common form that you're going to see limited partners come into syndications. Although there are um, more advanced structures where you can have individuals or limited partners only getting a preferred rate of return. Uh, which is essentially a guaranteed return uh, that go, gets paid to that investor or those set of investors first before the um, the operators actually see any of, of the money or the cash flow. So for example, a prep rate of 7%, if the property only produces 7% cash flow, then that is all going to limited partners. If it gets 8% cash flow, then 7% of that is going to the partners and the 1% is, is split between the uh, general partners and the limited partners. And so that is how that is kind of prescribed. And that's the most common way that you're probably going to see a debt format laid out, but there are tons of different ways that you can do that. 
So going back to the equity part of that, let's say that you put in $50,000 and for rough math, that gets you 5% of the uh, equity within the deal. So every year and every distribution and every time that you would see depreciation come into play, like when you get your K-1 or any refinance, you would expect to get 5% of the cash flow, 5% of the depreciation, 5% of any profits on the back end of this deal. Now, you're probably going to be taking a smaller return in the beginning because you are sacrificing a higher return for having equity in the deal. And honestly, equity is the best case scenario because you, if the property does well, you do very well versus only getting a set return on your money. And so typically you're going to see equity positions be the most common format uh, for limited partners to come in on the deals. But again, like I said, this could totally depend on the operators. I've heard of operators who give only 12 to 15% prep rates and they don't, and their limited partners don't hold any equity in the deal. They just have debt. I've heard of uh, people who do you know, 6% returns, but they give a, a much higher uh, equity position uh, for those individuals who are coming in um, in the form of you know, a 80-20 split or 85-15 split, however that kind of breaks out, right? So in my opinion, I'd rather have equity than debt uh, so that you can benefit on the upside of this deal, especially if the operators knock it out of the park. Needless to say, that is kind of the format of how the passive investor will get their returns is through investing their particular amount of money, right? And then getting a, a projected cash flow in return or profit on the back end for a, uh, a sell or a refinance. So as a limited partner, and we can get into this in a later episode, but really what you're investing in is not just a property itself. You're investing in the operator. So it would behoove you as a passive investor to really understand the, not only the deal, but more so the operators themselves. You got to ask questions like, have you done this before? Do you have a track record? Uh, is anyone boots on the ground? What is the overall plan for this? Um, how long have you been doing this for? Have you gone through a full cycle of, of owning a property and renovating it, repositioning it, and selling it on the back end. Uh, how many properties do you own? What kind of resources can you can you bear, bring to bear on this property? What is your track record for what your returns look like? So on and so on and so forth. There's a lot of different questions you can ask a operator, a potential set of general partners when you come in as an unlimited partner. But that is really where your question should lie, is in, is in the uh, operators and their own experience. Because you may have the most kick-ass property in the world that may be projected to make 15, 20% cash and cash return on day one. But if you have operators that have no idea what they're doing and they run that property straight into the ground or better yet, they try to self-manage it instead of bringing in an actual property management company to do it, that property could go from having a 20 to 15% to being in the red. And you see no returns on that as a limited partner. Maybe even, I mean, not probably not realistically, but they may even get to the point of, of defaulting on the property. If they completely mismanage it, uh, they have some something catastrophic happen, right? There are a lot of different scenarios that could happen that experienced operators would be able to foresee and at least prepare for or have reserves set aside for. So it really behooves you to do your due diligence, not on, not on just the property, but on the operators and the general partners themselves. So that was my little soapbox for acting as a passive investor when you first get into a deal, especially if you are if you have never invested in a deal like this before, right? Talk to the operators because 
when you talk to them for the first time and you're having your onboarding call, you are evaluating them just as much as they are evaluating you, right? You need to make sure that who you're going to place your $25,000, dollars $100,000 with actually makes sense uh, and that you actually trust them to do that because that's, that's really where this business lies is all about in the trust. As much as it can be, as your money can be staked in real estate, if you don't trust the individuals you're giving the money to, then there's really no point in giving them any money at all. That is my, my two cents on that front. I hope you guys have enjoyed this PCI teaches and gotten a little bit of something out of what it means to be an active or uh, active investor or a general partner or a passive investor or a limited partner uh, from a syndication standpoint. So until next time, I will catch you guys later on the next Lessons in Real Estate show. One more thing before we go, I want to be real for a second. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way to promoting the show and continuing to bring you great content from stellar guests. I read every rating and it helps me develop the best practices and give you the best possible version of me and the show. If you have any comments, recommend topics or guests, you can reach out to me at anthony at pintocapitalinvestments.com and we can connect. That's all I have, folks. Catch you next time on the Lessons in Real Estate show.